0: Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface-level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian, two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life.
1: So buckle up and don't be shy. Because
0: yep, we're we're going going there.
1: there. Hello, going there, girlies. We are back with a fun interview today. Yes, (laughs) Yes, we're <laughs> so excited. In full disclosure, we were just like, we had the giggles about something. And you know, when you try to like calm down from having the giggles, like, can I just be girly for a second and say, first of all, we have our friend Reb here and she's been on the podcast before. She's helped Christian co-host. She's also our project
0: manager, project manager. Yep.
1: we never know how to introduce <laughs> you there is like nothing better than with a group of girls that when everyone gets the giggles <laughs> yeah it's hilarious it's, it's something that's dumb and it's not even funny I'm like
2: those are just the parts of human experience that are just really fun okay uh-huh. but I actually do think they're easy to get with you why do we laugh a lot know. with you, yeah. I think I'm a very laughy person you like are. I just that's my like go to like response it, to social sound is just mm. to add like a little laugh <laughs> but if you know me well enough you'll catch on to my fake laugh pretty easy oh. what's your fake laugh give it to us I now
1: gosh it's like asking you my co
2: know it a lot you know yeah it's like asking me to sing I think it's just kind of like a oh I know um, it I know and, it yeah, it's like yeah.
1: I've heard you say yeah it like, <laughs> it's slow it's yeah. like very
2: slow paced <laughs> And it's like probably slow time too. Yeah, it's horrible. So you're just but... like, I don't know what to say here, so I'm gonna slow laugh. Yeah, or it's I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah,
0: it's just bad. Don't you hate, guys? I was the sheltered girl, like still am to this day, and I hate when I don't get a joke. Oh, but you're in a situation yeah. where you're like, I'm not gonna say that I don't know the joke right. or. Oh, know I the do. I'm always like, I don't get it. Like that makes me yeah blind, something whatever. about you just like that feels acceptable for you to do that. I feel like an <laughs> idiot when I do that. So like, no, not in a bad way. Like you're probably just more cool than I am. Where I'm yeah. like, I'm not no. gonna admit I don't know yeah, that. So I'm just like... (laughs) yeah no, how and th- then someone normally like my husband or someone's like christian you don't get that do you and i'm like okay don't call it out right Let's right first.
1: the thing about what you just said can we go back you go <laughs> yeah something about you it's acceptable to do that i know you didn't mean it that way, i but didn't you, say it like you that you could have said it you could have just said something about the fact that you're blonde and say dumb things <laughs> makes that appropriate yeah no that's just you us, putting okay? a lot of
0: your own thought or whatever you want context um, to what i said i just said something about you though and then i actually said because you're probably more cool oh, than I am. but we know that's not true. Anyways. Okay, anyways, guys, we have our Reb. Our Reb. Our, our Reb. Reb. I mean, honestly, you <laughs> no are. No one's our Reb, introduced though, me like that yeah, before anyone else. Do
2: you introduce yourself as Rebecca or? No. Reb kind of became a thing in college, but then after college, I've really locked in Reb except for my mom is like, Rebecca's too pretty of a name to be mm-hmm. shortened and she still calls me Rebecca, which on some days it can annoy me. Other days, I just accept it. But yeah, when I go home, everyone calls me Rebecca and it just honestly is kind of cringy. You're I kind of so hate not it. A Reb- Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna I, say like, you it. don't seem like a Rebecca I, at all. To I feel me. like I go through this, like, this is going to sound dramatic, but I go through this, like, detoxing kind of of like after being home for too long or just people from my younger years calling me Rebecca for too long. I just feel very like I've lost myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh. um, I, I do know yeah. one
1: Rebecca that we call her Bex, and I think yeah. that's so cute. I mean, she yeah. it started as oh, Becky. And then, well, I guess we have another friend that's
0: Becky yeah. that we work with that's yeah. Becky,
2: who's Rebecca. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. Kind of a funny team to have two Rebecca's. It's not yeah. super common. And yeah. we both go by shortened versions. There you go. Well, yeah. Reb,
0: like we said, is our project manager for going there, which makes us feel really official and cool. But honestly, Reb is the one who brings organization to the chaos of creative people, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yes. We could not do this without her. So it's fun to now have her on as yeah. a guest.
1: You have seriously made our job and our my personal life like significantly better. Oh yeah. Like the best. Ma- you make There's still hard parts of podcasting that I think people would never realize that we have to do on the back end, but you make the hard parts like easier and it makes doing what we want to do, which is create these episodes for you guys that much easier and enjoyable. So
0: yeah, Yeah. I tried to tell your boss that many times because (laughs) I'm like, if you need another excuse to give Reb some sort of raise, then do it because she's saving us all right now. Yes. take it Now tell us about you. Tell us about just your life, what you're doing currently. Schooling, mm-hmm. what your life looks like?
2: Bring us up to speed. I am from Fort Smith, Arkansas. So Samantha and I are probably cousins. We, we both pig. have that wood woo we, oh, we both didn't
1: grow up this wearing any painful. shoes. Yeah, no shoes.
2: Our family <laughs> business. Yeah. You know, all the things.
1: We're <laughs> making fun of ourselves. This is the things
2: people say. Like I literally yeah. you guys was are like, so cool. Do you marry your cousins there? Right. I'm like, Exactly a <laughs> good one. Exactly. You're from Missouri, come yes. on. <laughs> and I always have to say, like, oh no no, I'm a city girl. Like, oh. I'm like, I did not grow up in The country, in you know, yeah, but it's so like good. Fort Smith, not that much of a city, but yeah. yeah, so I'm from Arkansas, and then I went to Oklahoma State for college. Kind of also funny there, everyone wondered why I was going to an ag school, and I'm not really sure. But what are they the, po- the cowboys? Yeah, oh, the, pokes, cow- go the pokes. pokes, yeah, what's go the pokes. what's the poke thing? I think a poke, well, I think a poke has something to do with farming and like cattle. Oh, but oh, they poke the cows, I think so. But yeah. in my mind, I always kind of say back to like the Arkansas reference of like, you know, we say go hogs mm-hmm. for the Razorbacks, like, I feel. Like the Go Pokes, it's kind of like the yeah. Go Hogs equivalent. Okay, okay, but I don't, I don't know. But I had a great four years in Stillwater. I loved it. Honestly, drank the orange Kool Aid, as my mom likes to say, and just loved it. Had great community, great people. Stillwater What's the burger was awesome. place there
1: that everyone goes oh, to? Eskimo jokes. Eskimo jokes. Yes. Oh, Eskimo Joe. Eskimo yeah, because yeah. yeah. a yes. lot of my friends from high school actually went. It
2: must be like a Northwest Arkansas uh-huh. type. It's not that far, right? Probably like maybe. Four hours? Three yeah. or Four hours? Yeah, yeah. I was only yeah. three oh, yeah, hours. Good so I guess, yeah. So then after college, I did a biblical studies graduate program called the Cannacuk Institute. And then from there I moved to Columbia and was working for a ministry organization out of Cannecuck. So I was here for three years and honestly didn't really see myself staying in Columbia. I thought, okay, I'm just here for three years, do this job. And just with some different life things after that job, just realized that I wanted to stay in Columbia for a little bit longer. So now I'm in the job that you all just said, project manager for Endeavor, which is a creative digital marketing startup kind of a thing that we're just wanting to help give Christian content creators the tools they need to build their platforms and yeah it's a blast it's been a fun job transition that I've really enjoyed and get to work with people like you all and the rest of our team which are just hilarious and brilliant and creative and just fun so can we pause really there good.
1: and say i need to like record you in explaining what endeavor is because even in the last week like the <laughs> yeah. amount of people that don't <laughs> understand and if you're listening right now and you know us in real life and you've asked me before like what is the context of your podcast and who you or associated with, or like a part of it. It's like you just explained it so well. And that makes sense because it is your job. Right. And we're just like, I mean, it's like a media group, but like, yes, yes. that is what yes. that is who we work with now. And we have for yeah. oh, I don't yeah. Know, yeah. a while now a year, no, not a year. Uh, when has it been? Maybe last Six summer? Months? Maybe, yeah, no. Maybe Eight, in the nine fall. Months. Six to nine, nine months. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the point of say- endeavor is ultimately <laughs> just for people to meet Jesus and learn more right. about right. the gospel. And yes. so it's not the point, the point is not to like drive people to a church or drive people to a group of some sort. It's just like to build camaraderie around a knowledge of Jesus and the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Through this, through media like Yeah, through platforms. media platforms. Yeah. Which is cool. yeah, kind of cool. That's a good Go example. But yeah. Well, if you guys have not caught on yet, that Reb is a very knowledgeable person. She is super well used, just what she's currently doing now. But Reb is one of the wisest people I know in just how she thinks through things in life, how She dives into maybe like thought-provoking or hard situations. And so what we wanted to talk to her today was because she did this biblical literacy studies a couple years, we wanted to talk to her exactly about that, about her knowledge of just biblical literacy. But then how does that look in practical living? How do you actually love people? How do you live out this idea of what the Bible says Theology and what, like, the words of the Bible are saying. How does that actually play out? So, can you just describe to us kind of the tension you feel in those two things, even how you got to where you kind of think through those things right now?
1: Can I say one thing before you start because I didn't feel like you could you didn't share like your hobbies oh, yeah,
2: and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fun person oh, outside yeah. of work. Yeah. But
1: I, yeah, like I'm like wait, let oh
2: her yeah, share. I just stop there. I'm kind of No, because but, I have no, a she story is really to fun. tell you
1: that I haven't even told you oh, yet okay. about your running. So if you want to yeah, share your hobbies yeah, yeah. really quick, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's actually an insecurity of mine. Being a project manager, that people think I'm just just this, like type A like OCD. No sh- freak. I want you but to share I about your running and the stuff. chaos of life. So, yeah. anyways, yeah. So outside of work, yeah, I'm a pretty avid runner, so I run a lot all the time, and and pretty much like I love the outdoors. So any, I would rather be outside than anywhere else. And whether it's backpacking or hiking, or I kind of have like a very much alive adventure spirit in me. So any sort of extreme thing I can do outside, I'm usually pretty gung ho for and have gotten just to do some cool things with that in life that has just been really cool experiences. But yeah, so I think it's like a kind of a like weird eclectic person where I love active and outside, but I also love connecting with people. And actually, this is kind of interesting. I'm kind of going a place. I have a weird maybe closet passion of am into farming oh, oh so, I think you I could it. see that idea. yeah so I'm like didn't really you work int- on
1: a farm one summer yeah so okay. I, I got
2: to work on like this organic vegetable farm down in Arkansas in if the you summer, guys know Reb it's just like there's
1: nothing more fitting than picturing Reb working yeah, on an organic vegetable farm for sure, farm. Like, for sure. Yes. yeah yeah
2: yeah I'm all about it so I get to actually work on volunteer on an urban farm in town every week it's so life-giving for me but yeah I love being outside I love being able to see how God has given us all that we need to live just naturally I think it's amazing but then also this organization we all the produce that is produced goes to like food pantries. And so Mm -hmm. have just gotten to help even help them with some different organizations they have around town. And it's all about like getting nutrient rich food into the hands of more people in our community. And a lot of people need it. So that's amazing. Active anything. Yes. Usually gung ho. I mean to be honest, we tried to record (laughs) this
0: podcast or we were like shooting around dates for like when can you do this? And guys, two of the dates that we threw out you were doing like a trail race yeah and we were like what (laughs) is that yeah remember how
1: I thought you said you were doing a trial Trial run and you're like no I'm gonna be I I can't I'm not available because I'm gonna be on a trail and you go like yeah you're just like so outdoorsy but a few weeks ago I know where you live like I won't say that for your own privacy (laughs) but it was early on a Saturday morning like early early and we loaded the kids up and we frequently go do an Eliana donut run and I saw you running with your not a trail
0: run but an Eliana donut run yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) well yeah exactly like I I'm, like, not not wearing a bra yet and, like, jump in the car with the kids. And we're pulling in, and Justin goes, oh, there's Reb. And he goes, let's get her a donut and go... Oh like up gosh. and hand it to her and I go yes I was like let's do that I was like wait she won't eat the donut yeah. <laughs> like that that's like not fitting I, and I was right. like I'm gonna text her and be like hey you were thought of yes. but like we yes. didn't waste the 25 cents to give you the donut and then you awkwardly be like yeah, thank you oh my and god she, she tosses was, was like, it in
0: the bush beside well, her
1: well, with her dog with and so dog. anyways I'm like you know what that actually and that leads us into our conversation like Reb I feel like you're in a job role and just like a place in life where you have A lot of time that you get to A, do the things that you really enjoy and like B, we're talking about biblical literacy, like you get to study God's word in a really in-depth way and in a way that sometimes like I envy of just the time I have available with my two young kids and things like obviously there's seasons, there's pros and cons to every place Mm -hmm. where God has us and there's ways to make that work. But something I really admire is that you don't Waste your time, not waste. I think we have a lot
0: of things. You're not in- lackadaisical. You're not your lackadaisical.
1: Time. Like you enjoy life and you get to do the things you love. But then you're also really intentional about. Even like you did something this last year that you could have never caught me signing up for. But for so many people, <laughs> like you would read a book with people and then you guys would go on a run and then would you yeah. guys like discuss it while you're running? Or, like, yeah. After yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah.
2: So it was like a on the run book club. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome.
1: Just so creative in the ways that you get to do what you're passionate about, but you're really passionate about knowing God's word. And so, yeah, that's what we want to talk to you today about. Yeah,
0: so talk to us a little bit about that cuz what we wanted to dive into is the tension that we have all talked about. So this mm-hmm. conversation is kind of bred out of organic conversations that we've mm-hmm. had with you about this tension that you feel of like biblical literacy, but how do we actually like live that out practically? How do we love people well? How do we live out just some of the hard things in the Bible of culture versus how God says things should be done? Talk to us about that tension. Talk mm-hmm. to us about like where is your head at? What have you kind of thought through over the past few years in this area? Yeah. And maybe
2: what even is biblical literacy? Yeah, that's good. I wanted to kind of even touch on you. This might fit in better. So y'all, okay. this is us workshopping. But yeah. I think something too, I'm glad you've been kind of pointing out like, so for listeners, I am in the season of life where I'm single. And with coming to that, like you do seem to have like a lot of extra time. And you do. Your time just spent differently. I think that's something that I've just seen the season of life for me that and wanting to be generous, I'm also in my like young 20s, feet on the ground. Mm So I'm not able to be super generous financially or with money right now. But I think I've just come to see even through learning God's word, and this fits a lot into like just understanding the Bible and acquiring maybe wisdom or knowledge and having people pass it on to me of this is a season of life where I'm able to be generous with my time, Mm -hmm. but also with the wisdom and and the knowledge God has given me. And so how am I using that to as a way of like stewardship. And wow. so I think that's a cool thing that God has just shown me is still purposeful in this mm-hmm. season when it can kind of be seen as less important or just not right as there. qualified or that's whatever. so why? But yes. I think yeah. that like, that's just something I've just seen. There's a lot of ways to be generous. But mm-hmm. biblical literacy, I think that that title could even be intimidating at first. It's not meant to be at all. And what's cool too is like with understanding the Bible is we can take a lot of things we know from like an English class that you took in high school or college, however in depth you go. And we can take those same stools to studying the Bible But biblical literacy is really just like the ability to read and understand the Bible. So, using tools to be able to understand its characters and its context. And for that is only for our own knowledge and our own use. But also, as I was kind of just saying, I really feel a huge nudge of being able to understand too that, like, as we are stewards of all the things we're given, we're also called a steward knowledge and the resources we have with that. But, but biblical literacy is just being able to understand the Bible and be able to read it in its characters. And so, yeah, I think for me in my own Christian walk right now, I see where I am as I've been able to be gifted with opportunities to study the Bible in depth and be able to become equipped with how to be confident and comfortable in using it. And now I have this great passion in me to want to be able to give that to other people and I think one of the tensions I kind of see is that we see at a time where there's a lot going on in culture. And so there are a lot of voices out there and there are a lot of different people saying different things. And I am not in a pastoral role or I'm not super like in the decisions making of a church. So I'm not trying to qualify that. But I think that there's this pressure within the church of do we respond to the cultural things and does that take away from how much we teach the Bible and how much we focus on equipping people with God's word, because they really just want to know, I am a Christian, how do I respond to this? And so for me as a church member, and just as a believer, I kind of feel this, how do we hold this, hold these two things in balance? Because I see where people, and maybe it's just through social media, where people are, that's where they're getting their news. And so they're, they're questioning, which is great of like, how should I respond to this? But there's this lack in like, but I actually don't even know how to read the Bible on my own or how to study it, or that like, God's word is timeless and God is God and he has equipped us with all that we need. And the Bible really does cover that.
1: Like span so, time and span culture. Like you could easily write off a lot about the Bible and how it could apply to today's world. But once you, what you're saying is like, once you fully understand it, you easily see how it actually informs and can help us make decisions right, on right. current cultural matters. Yes. It, it weaves itself into our present day time, yes. even though it's a book that was written
0: However, many yeah.
2: years ago, Year, thousands, of thousands.
0: Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And I think but, some of that tension you have described, or in our conversation, we've talked through. There's almost extremes to that. You mm-hmm. can take the extreme of like, this is what the Bible says, then move forward like it's a no dust situation. Like this is how you treat that. Right. But then you're also like, but we live in a world that's messy and mm-hmm. full of sin mm-hmm. and broken people who are mm-hmm. making decisions. So how do I take these things because I want my belief in God to be attractive to other people? Mm-hmm. So how do I have this knowledge? That is really important. And I have, a again, a responsibility to share that knowledge. But then how do I not just like overrun people with mm-hmm. this knowledge and actually make it practical, mm-hmm. something that's like digestible for people who maybe it's really new for them? That's kind of some of the tension you've talked through. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think it's kind of even maybe there is some rest and peace that comes in knowing like nothing's going to ever be in perfect balance on this side of heaven Mm -hmm. (laughs) so even think that we're always going to have these questions we're always going to have there's always going to be a wrestling on this side of heaven and that's like that's a good thing of like where the hope does get to come in of having a believer and knowing like Okay, what God does want us to know, he has revealed to us in his son and in his word and in his spirit, and that's why we need the church. He's given us all these gifts that we need, and we are able to live thoughtfully and intentionally by knowing these things. And... And also like i think what maybe is less satisfying too is like we're not going to have it all figured out and i think too like you can change your mind there are things like you were saying that are very black and white in scripture and god's word and god has given those to us for a reason but i think just like as humans and as we experience things there is a lot of area too where it's okay to thoughtfully be able to change your mind or how you respond to something and that's i think just going to naturally happen just through life
1: Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that more recently in a season because it's so criticized now to be someone that would change your mind because it's labeled as hypocritical in my opinion, in culture, it's like, okay, well, if you say you have these beliefs, especially because we can make everything so public. So like when used to, not everyone knew your every thought. Now people feel the need to share those all. And so then it's like, well, you put that out there. But then, yeah, I would hope that people in my life and that I personally would grow and change over the years and then in turn have different opinions on things. I mean, I look back, Justin and I were just reflecting on our like anniversary dinner. now being married eight years and the things that we thought or the ways we were processing life 8 years ago, I mean I was 20 years old when we got married. So I would hope that now at 29, I would view the world differently and I would take my experiences and they shape the way we see things. And so I think that's important also as not even personally to understand that that's okay, but also to give grace to people for changing their mind, especially I think that can be hard for people because we have these mentors or people we look up to and you're like, "Well, you said this few years ago and now you have a different thought on it. Like, what?" That almost rattles our own thinking and it's like, "No, that's actually really really healthy and good. And we should be looking for that in people that we follow and look up to, in my opinion, and want to learn from.
0: And I think we can be encouraged and feel freedom in that number of examples we see in the Bible of people wrestling with their belief, like wrestling with, is that really true about you, God? I think what you're just saying there, Samantha, can be really easily misunderstood or hard to wrap your head around because obviously we know some people who have changed their tune over time to something then that maybe they did proclaim the gospel and they proclaim truth from what God says in the Bible. But now the truth they proclaim is not Mm -hmm. from the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that can be, Mm -hmm. confusing to maybe christians and culture where we are saying no it's okay to wrestle it's okay to change thought or be challenged in thought or say like i'm still kind of processing through this but what we have to go back to is what the bible says is true and Mm -hmm. that cannot change that understanding cannot but we are free and god calls us and like welcomes us into bringing him into our doubt or our wrestling. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it can be kind of blurred. That's Mm -hmm. a good point.
1: One more thing I wanted to say as you were speaking, I think I was having the realization that I often forget that we weren't just given the Bible as like, here's this old book that you might not feel like you can relate to here. If you want to read it, make time for it it's like, no, when we think about the culture and you were mentioning, like, we have all these cultural issues that we're trying to sort through and think about in a godly way. It's like, we forget that the purpose of the Bible was a gift to us from God as like a real book, living words from our father to help guide us. And so we should use it as old school 90s little phrases of like, the Bible should be your road- roadmap mm-hmm. to life. And I think sometimes we interpret that as like, oh, great. So then I just open up this book and it's going to tell me exactly what to do. It's like, no, through discernment, through studying Mm it, like we're talking about today, through understanding different contexts and the way that certain books were written, we gain this knowledge that then that like filters through or our thoughts then can filter through that knowledge and that informs our life Mm -hmm. decisions.
2: And there's going to be, I'm sorry, there's there's going to be seasons too. I think it's not going to always, like we might get into this even later too, if there's this balance between like knowledge and zeal, right? And so- just as it with any relationship, there's going to be all different kinds of ebbs and flows in it. And so I think it's like it's not always going to be fun or I'm not always going to wake up and be excited to read the Bible. And even too, like I think maybe even for some people listening, it might just be taking the first step of asking someone who you know or maybe going to somewhere in your church or I don't know, just finding someone that maybe is a little bit farther ahead with you or does this and just asking for help. I think it could be even just a courage step there. But I think, yeah, just too, is like not approaching the Bible based off of our feeling, because I think that that can then can put us in a, a just a dangerous spot. I even can speak right now in my season of life. I'm not very energized or excited or really wanting to be in a deep study. I notice like a significant difference when I'm in the word of God versus when I'm not. And so it's just like, there also is the tension of discipline and delight, maybe in reading the Bible, right? So it's like, for me, I'm a big runner, like we already talked about. And so kind of remembering whenever I get so disciplined with running, I forget that I just love it. And that's why I do it. And so I have to kind of return to that. But also there are seasons when my delight maybe isn't there, but also I run because it keeps me healthy. It's my mental space. There's so many great benefits for it, too, that I need it. There's that back and forth tension there a yeah, little bit, too. That's a good example. So
0: much wisdom. So we're talking so through
1: this like biblical literacy, but then we're talking about it in tension with practically loving others and serving and like living in this world. So as Christians, how do you think we're called to live in both like that? Mm-hmm. Or what does that look
2: like? Yeah, I think it's hard because I think we can think about this and people are so diverse and all over the place with where they are in life. And so there's probably going to be two different approaches to like maybe fellow believers or Christians and then non-believers. And I think something that I've learned is just approaching things with just a lot of awareness and just compassion towards what the other person is thinking. So like With non-believers wanting to have this desire for them to learn these things, going maybe to more like asking questions. So like taking the things that I've learned, or I've kind of learned just like making it so simple and just asking them like, hey, if you find yourself in a conversation where you're getting to things like maybe you believe or just how you make decisions in life, just making it very question-based, like, hey, I'd love for you to ask me questions. And do you mind if I like ask you questions? I think I've learned the best approach is just to be overly forward of like, hey, I just genuinely want to learn more about you. And this is like, I might stumble through this, but I would also love to share what I'm processing through. And so I think that there is maybe a danger whenever you get a lot of knowledge. Like I know for me, this is just my own sin and my own flaw that I can kind of sometimes think knowledge is superior. And so I can just think that I'm this better Christian, or I know that I just like, I really value to be esteemed by other people and I want to be approved of. And so as I found myself growing in knowledge, then it's like, I just, yeah, I find myself thinking more highly of myself than I should. And also like thinking that when I'm in a a Bible study or a small group or even just friendships with people that I deem as less spiritually mature than me, that it's not worth my time or I'm not able to get as much from it. And so there has to become, I think knowledge has to be used with humility too, and how we are able just to see our need for other people and where they are. Again, I just think, again, that comes from being in God's word and like God's word is going like, that's the purpose of it is to change your heart. And so there are things I can see in my character that would definitely not be there if it was just up to Reb Roebuck to make me who I was going to be. Just knowing like that is like the character of God making me more like him. And that's like the whole process of my whole life. I love right there that you say that you talk about the character of God, because I think what you're describing
0: right there is like, I, I mean, guys, Reb says this actually like, From personal experience, like when you talk about asking questions a bunch, you've told us personal time or like personal experiences of yours that you've gone in and created relationships through this question. And you're like, it was super awkward. Here's how it went. But then this is like now where this friendship is at. And I've like heard those stories from you. But I think it's cool that you point back to the character of God, because we as people, God's not looking at us qualifying if we are worthy or not. He's like, no, I already created you. You are my child. You are worth more than life for me and more than life for my son. And so I think that's what's so cool because you're like, well, if we're going to be people that grow in the character of God, then I see value in wherever someone is in the process of knowing God or not, mm-hmm. that there is value to the person who doesn't know him at all. And I get the pleasure of extending love and humility and just curiosity towards someone because I know I would want that in return Or I get to share that and I get to share the character of God with someone who's super knowledgeable and I get to still Mm -hmm. enter into that conversation with humility and excitement for what I could learn that they know that I don't. And so I think both of those things, what a beautiful picture of just you being a display of God to whoever you meet Mm -hmm. and where they're at.
1: Yeah. I like when you talked about the knowledge, we can almost view our knowledge and everything we take on as a way to like puff us up. And there's actually a scripture warning against that. In fact, I was just sharing with you guys about this podcast I listened to this morning. So if you listen to it, you'll hear her talking about this, but she was talking about the part in scripture and I really can't remember. I was listening to it on 1.75. So I can't remember the reference, mm-hmm. but I know it was Paul talking to, okay, this is the new group of Jesus followers. And I often put myself in their position of like, wow, can you imagine overnight kind of having to go, you hear this truth from this man. He just died. You're trying to live in a church where you only know your faith to look like rules and regulations, like very specific that you have to follow about what you can eat, what you can wear, how you can live. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we don't have to do that anymore. And so he's writing to these people who are basically arguing and they are living in really involved in their present day. I don't know she described it. It would have been like a big marketplace, like where, so like you had the Roman culture, like you have people there from their society and then you have them and they're trying to figure out how they should be living alongside these people. So we often put it as like living in the world, but not of it. And the people within the church, so the Jesus followers were disagreeing. Some had convictions that they should sell one thing and one had the conviction that they shouldn't and he was basically saying like it's okay there are freedom in this but some of you have more knowledge and you think that that's your past to then not openly listen to these younger believers maybe we would call them like baby christians who feel their heart pulled towards living a certain way and just because you could sell that stuff and not be pulled into the culture these baby christians We as Christians also need to think through that. And so like that being the example that with the knowledge, sometimes we can almost like do ourselves a disservice when we get so focused on, I know a lot about God, but do I live each day openly wanting to learn or am I just looking for more study to gain knowledge? Or is it because I intimately want to know him more and that to impact everything in my life? And I think that I've gone through seasons where it's like, oh, I love learning about this and this and this. And then I'm like, when's the last time I... Listen to someone that might not be as far along in their faith, or might not know as much biblical context as I do, but like they still have a lot that God's teaching them. And it's almost like the idea of a childlike faith. It's like, well, actually, there's so much like innocence to all that you don't know yet, that all that's not clouded your brain about what to believe about God and who he is, that I think sometimes we don't give as
0: much time to that as like, no, there's beauty in that too. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Very jumbled thoughts. From like a marketing business world, it reminds me of like the rookie theory. (laughs) If you guys have ever heard about that, of like all the wisdom that comes from a rookie in a business that Mm -hmm. like actually there's a lot of push to like, no, you should ask the new person, like, what are you seeing? What mm-hmm. are you thinking in the situation? Because mm-hmm. they have new eyes. They're recognizing being revealed different things than like mm-hmm. what you who have been in the organization for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds yeah. me of. Yeah, that's yeah. so dumb.
1: So what are some warning signs if you're leading more toward one way or the other? Like we were just talking about a childlike faith. Like obviously you want to gain knowledge mm-hmm. of the Bible and then of who God is. So like, Either way, what are some warning sides? And then how have you seen this play out maybe negatively in
2: relationships? <laughs> yeah, gosh, warning sides. Honestly, all of these, I think, come from my own <laughs> learned experience. So this can hopefully be, this comes from just me being very much human. But so even going back to like the tension with culture, I didn't think about this until just now. Even you just sharing that story, I was thinking even to like in 1 Corinthians where Paul is like warning the people in Corinth of like, it feels similar to maybe what we would say today where it just like, Reputation is a big deal, and money and prestige, and pushing myself forward, and kind of that individualism. But also within church, there's kind of this pride in like who is mentoring them or who is kind of their like Christian influence. And I think that that's something that we're faced with today of how with social media and with all the things out there that it's really easy to make someone else's knowledge our god kind of like to make Hmm. that our bible and i think that that's like a a huge warning sign i think it's a great gift god has given people to teach and articulate god's word and to share it and that's like not dismissing that at all but i think just checking your heart am i following this person and how much time listening to this person or whatever consuming their content is in comparison to my time in the Bible. I think just because like, just realizing too, that like you are fully equipped to study God's word just like they are, you know, and stuff like that too. So I think that that's just a warning sign of, but how much am I actually in God's word? And then I think too, like I think it comes back to the heart. So many things just thinking through what is the motivation In my heart. And like, we do need both knowledge and zeal kind of keep coming back to mind. And so we are called to know scripture. We're called to defend our faith. We're called to be able to share that with other people. And the Bible even tells us, you know, with gentleness and respect and compassion, and we can't just—the Word of God will flow through us, and I, I really, truly believe it makes our actions differently it makes our intentions differently, but we need to be able to speak God's Word. I think sometimes it's easy to just sit back on assumption that people will just be able to draw conclusions that, like, oh, she's probably a Christian because she's acting this way, and I just don't think that's the case. <laughs> You know, like, I just wouldn't think that, that be like, nice if that yeah. truly always happened. Yeah, actually
1: kind of scary, too, because I know I'm not perfect. If you see me go right. off on some road rage or something, that's also concerning.
2: Yeah, I think that like, we need to know what we believe. And it's kind of like a, a non-negotiable, but I mean that like an empowering way of whenever you come to know what you believe, it's so much freedom. And life comes from that. But then also I think in scripture, I just think of in Psalms, how it tells us taste and see that God is good. And we are also just supposed to experience and enjoy God. And so I've seen in my own life, just I think with, as I shared earlier, like my own drive and my own just human things, but also having worked in ministry too. I saw this happen through me a lot was just knowledge felt so much more worth my time and it felt like the reward was kind of greater that i really just like forgot how to just be loved by god and to experience life with him. And we're called to enjoy God. And so I think that that's just such the balance of holding those things in tension and just asking God to show you in your heart of like where you are. And I think that there will be different seasons for different things. Like I know for me right now, I'm in a season of life where just given some certain circumstances and things, like I just don't really have it in me. My brain just doesn't have it in me to really be deep diving in scripture. And I'm just learning this whole new embrace of just getting to through prayer and through even just like kind of having one verse on my mind of just saying that over to myself and just learning what it means just to be loved by God. And I think we hear that so much in church and sometimes it can be kind of numb, but it's it's a weird thing too. Like where God doesn't need us, but he uses us and that's how we are a part of building his kingdom. But also I think like I don't know. I I just think I've kind of realized it'd be kind of sad to like just live, just being in this producer mode and missing out on fully getting to know God in deeper ways of how he just wants me to be known by him. And that's where, you know, the component of just grace in the gospel of just what we get to receive through salvation and coming to know God and those gifts just can easily be pushed aside. So
0: I love your description of the discipleship and delighting because I think it's easy for us to see those. Again, we're human. So why do we make it all more difficult like when it comes yeah. to our faith? Because we can like easily pinpoint these areas in other parts of our life. But I think about my marriage or I think about my job that it's easy for me to say, like, no, there are parts of my marriage or my job that I'm just like being disciplined. And like mm-hmm. this is what I just know I need to do to be a good wife, to be a good employee, to do my job well, to love my husband well like I can think it through those things. And mm-hmm. then I can think of seasons that I am truly delighting in my marriage or truly delighting in what I'm able to do mm-hmm. through working. And it is such a difference. And I can turn back when I'm in a season of delight and think, "Oh wow, that discipline was totally worth it." Mm-hmm. I saw that. I can now see that fruit. Then when I go into my next season of being just disciplined, not necessarily Delighting as much. I have a little bit different perspective because I'm like I just know this is what it is. Mm-hmm. What I know about my marriage is true. What I know about my work is true. But like this is just a harder season. And so I think then again because we're humans and we just are messy, we have a hard time applying that to our faith. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool how you describe that because. We can't be naive or think that those seasons aren't going to come, that they're going to be seasons that we are just have to be more discipled. But then there's going to be seasons that we are truly like delighting in that time and then holding those things in balance, saying like, no, something else will come. The next will come and I'll be able to have this different perspective and how good and gracious is God mm-hmm. to give that to me.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Reb might have more to add, but I feel like you just answered like our last question I was going to ask just of like, how do you see this play out positively when you hold them in a good, I would want to say like to like healthy tension and like you really did just answer that. I'm sure Reb has more thoughts, but like you answer that in saying like, that's what carries us through sometimes the harder seasons in life when we don't feel a certain way, we still have knowledge and the promise of you can open your Bible and connect with God. I mean, there's other ways, like you were saying, Reb, I've learned a lot about that recently too of like, how am I just talking to God throughout my day? It's like revolutionize the way I view spending time with God. So like there's multiple ways, but through scripture, we can meet with him every day, even when we're going through something that feels like it's separating us from God. And so
2: do you have any more thoughts to add to that, Rob? I mean, yeah, you all summed it up well. I think, too, the relationship side for me has just come to realize that different relationships give me different things. We were going kind to of talk about this even earlier, just offline, off air. Off air. Yeah, off air. I think just like realizing, like, okay, some friendships in my life are just the encouragers. They're there. I have some of my other friends that are like going to be helping me be more accountable, or they're maybe running at a similar pace than me. And so I think just, and then thinking, then taking that again and thinking, okay, who are these people in my life? Who needs me to be an encourager? Who needs me to keep them accountable? Who needs me to mentor them or to help teach them what I'm learning? And just seeing, I think that's helped me a lot, appreciate the relationships God has given me and not expecting something from them that they're just not able to give. Because in that, I like deny the good things that God has given them to offer and so I know that that is so simple and I feel like kind of friendship relationship 101 but I just have learned that a lot in the last year and I just see where I'm like I am such a better friend and like, I'm such a better just all the things because of it and so
1: and sometimes you find a unicorn that's like you're you like you get both
2: you yes. know what I mean is like that sometimes you. <laughs>
1: Like, yeah. look at it. like sometimes you have it's your Christian friend that, like, makes you laugh <laughs> and can be like, hey, you know, what's God teaching you? Why are you? Am okay. your unicorn? Oh, my yes. gosh. Okay. No names. But, like, I have people like that in life, too. Sometimes you can get that. But then I, like, think about certain friendships that are so precious to me for, like, like you're saying, like, what they bring to my life. Not making it all about me. And I know that I'm a different person for a lot mm-hmm. of other people, too. Mm-hmm
0: yeah I mean, on not to be cheesy, but like genuinely the beauty of God's people, and he created us in community for a reason that we can all benefit from things we all have a part to play, and what a beautiful thing mm-hmm. because it would be really boring and sad to do it alone, yeah, so Reb, thank you so much for your wisdom and just everything you shared today. Thanks yeah. for being vulnerable, yeah, and thanks for having me, yeah,
1: sharing I, all the things It's so cool when I actually think about it. I'm realizing as I'm sitting here, I know we like pumped you up at the beginning, but like. I'm not kind of talking to Christian. Isn't it so cool that we have people like on our team that are like as wise and purposeful that we get to say, like, oh, I'm really just thankful that we have people that would step in and say, Hey, you guys are on the wrong track, or like you're saying this wrong. Like, I'm just grateful. And I hope as our going there community, you can be grateful as you get to hear a little bit behind the scenes as like Reb is someone who works closely with the podcast and with us of like. Wow. This is the wisdom she has to share. I just feel really blessed that we have
0: awesome people alongside us. It's really, really awesome. Well, likewise. (laughs) Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us
1: if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon.